Hello and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes. The Story Screen Presents podcast where we talk about new movies and we don't we don't talk about them before we get on the mic. We just we, we save all of those scrumptious little opinions of ours and uh, just, you know, just go. Ooh, ah, they're so hot. Ooh, ooh, and we have to carry them over to the table that we sit at now to talk about them. Now, this isn't going to be the hottest of takes. Uh, this is a movie that I saw uh, a couple weeks ago and uh, my... Uh, lovely guest, Rhea Banerjee. Aw, hi. Saw it, like, what, like a week and I a saw, half, two I, weeks? I, I, I'm probably about two weeks ago, about two weeks I would ago say, now? as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're, t- we're talking about Todd Haynes' May-December, a movie that is um, as full of lisps as it is uh, <laughs> controversial, provocative... Uh, details and uh, a lot of a lot of hot takes have been coming out of this movie because um, Mm -hmm. especially recently with the Golden Globes and everything and it being nominated in the comedy section uh, this is uh, a movie that is ripe for debate Uh, we've been trying to get an episode going about this movie for quite a bit Um, and here we are now we have it Um, so me and Rhea are going to talk about May December uh, before we start breaking into it, just to let you know, uh, if you've never listened to Hot Takes before, we are going to keep it nice and spoiler free for the first 15 minutes or so. We'll give you like a clear cut, like when we're going to break into talking more specifically about stuff that might be deemed spoilery as we start talking about the movie. Like we said, me and Rhea had talked about before we started recording. Uh, it's not a movie that you can really spoil per se. There's maybe a couple things in there, moments, arcs and stuff like that. Uh, but for the most part, we're just going to keep it nice and simple for the first 15 minutes. Um, and also too, uh, if this is your first time listening, uh, story screen presents, uh, hosts, uh, the show hot takes, and it's not the only podcast on there. We've got over drinkers that I host, uh, where we talk about mainly older movies, uh, with a little bit of, drinky drinky and uh get a little wobbly wobbly ria is one of my favorite guests on that for our uh usual james bond episodes that we do which um we're waiting on the we're waiting on the announcement of who the name the new james bond is going to be uh before we record another one to kind of celebrate that it's taking a little bit longer longer than than i thought yeah I, i really thought that it would have come out like in like December of last year, like after like the actor strike and everything was up, I thought that they would have done it, but we'll see. We might have to just do another one for fun. Might we'll have to, yeah. There's plenty of movies we can talk about. Mm-hmm. Plenty of Bond movies. Uh, and then and, there's also uh, plenty of martinis and. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> uh, and and there's also uh, Captain mm. Raycast is another show that Bernadette Gorman White hosts. That's mainly the TV. Um, branch of the podcast rhea has been on loads of those you guys have been covering the crown are you guys planning on doing we are like, the we final are gonna season? do we're gonna do a final season we haven't scheduled it yet but it is on Heck the yeah. docket yep and went that, out with it, a yep, bang lots, if you ask yep. me went out with a yeah. bang yep yeah yeah uh, uh surprised surprised how it how how they tied it all up but i i mm-hmm. think i think they did it well I agree. I agree very much. Uh, mm-hmm. A show that I will miss now that it's not coming back. I will too. I will yeah, too. They're going to do like a <clears throat> crazy mini series, like season seven kind of thing in like eight years and like catch up on something. That's how the BBC works. That's how they do it. Yeah. Um, 
And there's also like our Patreon where uh, for five bucks a month, you can get access to a bunch of other shows like uh, the Colette stuff where we cover the retrospective. Like we we do a retrospective like a collection of the filmography of Tony Collette. We did the same thing with Robert Pattinson. We did the same thing with Edgar Wright. Um, we also have, uh, both on our main feed and on our Patreon feed, Freaking Out with Flanagan, where we cover the filmography of Mike Flanagan that I co-host with, uh, my partner, Diana DeMiro, the loads of stuff. So you go to storyscreenpresents.com, there's reviews, uh, there's podcasts, there's videos, there's all that good, fun movie stuff. You can check that out right there. But we are here to talk about Todd Haynes's May-December, released in the year of 2023, starring teen heartthrob Natalie Portman, Julianne Moore, and a little Mr. Charles Melton. Talk about uh, a teen heartthrob, man. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I mean, Rhea, I'd love for you to kick this one off, just because I just talked for like five minutes straight. <laughs> introducing all this nonsense and talking about bullshit that's not the movie um talk to me about may december you picked this i did you know yeah yeah, and and it's funny because remember you you reached out to me and you said hey we should do a podcast together again soon and this came to mind and, and it's funny because this is when we look back on the movies that you and i have discussed on overdrinkers uh, you know, we, we, this is not the kind of movie we discuss. We discuss bang, bang, shoot him up, James Bond. Mm-hmm. We discuss, uh, 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 anything pertaining to Mamma Mia. I mean, we're kind of in, in, that's, that's like the zone that you and I live in when we do these podcasts. And this is like a, a very, very different type of movie than you and I usually talk about. So this, I feel like this is going to be an interesting conversation. Um, I saw that this movie was coming. I was like, okay, I like everybody. Well, I like Julianne Moore. I like Natalie Portman. I wasn't sure who Charles Melton was, but I was like, you know. Um, And I, of course, knew what the source material was because it's based on a very famous, infamous real life story um mary kay letourneau the teacher who had an affair with her seventh grade student and then uh went to jail had baby with him married him anyway so i yeah yeah so uh you know i i knew broad strokes what i was getting into um and then i watched it and then i think the way i the way i put it to you when i suggested it was I don't know if I like this movie. Mm. I don't know if I don't like this movie. Mm-hmm. I have uh, many emotions <laughs> about mm-hmm. this movie. Like I finished when I when I finished watching it the first time, I was just like, I need to take a minute and and process this. And then I watched it again last night in preparation for this conversation, and I had much the same. Fe- at the end of it, I was just like, I have so ma- so many emotions. Mm-hmm. So many emotions. Um, but I will say right off the bat, I, the music, mm-hmm. the music, I feel like this movie would have felt so different if there was not the soundtrack that it has. Sure. I, I almost want to see a cut of the movie with no music, with no soundtrack. 
did you not like the music or did you find it distracting? I, I found the music was it it was jarring it threw me out of scenes it made me look at a scene that i thought something kind of really interesting and complicated was happening and then it was like and i was like i was like is this is this high camp like that's what it felt like it felt like the movie was trying to be campy but it's a movie about a child molester um And so I was like, you know, and and I don't want to, you know, like. Yes. Yeah. This is like a weird movie to try and like talk about and parse out. Yeah. 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 Because it's, it's, I'm not trying to say that you can't find moments of levity in a film about serious topics. Like I don't, Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to be that person who's like, oh, this is a serious movie about a child molester and you're not not allowed to smile ever, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know, like. The human experience is rich and vast and there's comedy and tragedy and vice versa. That's fine. The music took this to a level where I was just like, is this a soap opera? Are they trying to evoke a bad TV movie of the week? Mm-hmm. Um, or is this supposed to be high camp? Is this is David Niven going to prance across the street screen at some point? Mm-hmm. Like I I um and it, it was very, very jarring. And I feel like it it detracted from what I think is actually an interesting story. But mm-hmm. it was just so it's it's hard for me to say it's hard for me to understand what they were trying to say. Sure. Because of the music choices. Mm-hmm. Um so I think that's what I I've been trying to like toss around in my head like, so the music is like kind of the main thing that's hanging you up where you're just music, like yeah i don't understand what, why it sounds like that yeah 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 i i you know and then there's also there's there's some you know uh trying to keep this spoiler free there are some mm-hmm. characters in this movie that i feel like are in a completely different movie Hell than yeah. the male character than the main characters are in and and like the movie that they're in is also super interesting, but we only are yeah. we're kind of dropping in and out of that those stories as well. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot going on. There's a lot yeah. going on in this movie, and I just I feel like I just I feel like. I don't know. Uh, I don't all right, know. before we get too far into it, because like <laughs> I do want to talk about those points too, because yeah, I have a feeling that we have the exact same feelings about this movie. Uh, whereas I was having myself a dang ass freak time with this movie. Uh, the music, I think, is one of the. It, it's like, it's essentially like a. Uh, a drum roll like but like every yes. time they yes. use it like at the end of the scene yes. and it's it's definitely not used for levity um it's like you know they kind of like uh, the music itself like hits its mark right at the beginning it is the first thing that we hear like when we're getting the title cards at the very beginning and then we don't hear any music at all until we get that glorious scene, which like this is in the first five <laughs> minutes of the movie, and it's also become a meme now. So it's not a spoiler when she opens yeah. the fridge, 
and it becomes mm-hmm. very soap opera ish, very melodramatic, and it's this yeah. like this like epic gonging of like of like strings and horns and drums and and she's just like i don't think we have enough hot dogs and right. um right and it's one i of think those, that it's that, like- that is that is like the that that is like the movie proclaiming itself as like this is how you're going to get what we're about to give you you might yes. not understand it now, and odds are you might not understand it by the time it's over, <laughs> but this is our promise to you. Yeah. This is how this is going to shake out. Because that sting in that scene, that musical sting, when she opens the fridge before she... It, I mean, like, it felt like a horror movie. I was like, yes. I was like, is there a severed head in her fridge? Did someone kill sure. her dog and put it in the freezer? And oh my God, no, hot dogs. And then that was when I was like, Again, like it's it's like it's like in the first like fifteen minutes of the movie, and that was when I was like, "I think this movie is going to be camp. It's campy." But sure, then, yeah, campy is like then, a touchy term, like especially yeah, like when it's but, being utilized purposefully and stuff like that. There is, you know, John Waters, the king yeah. of camp, was just like good movie, <laughs> you know. So you're like, okay. If the yeah, king of yeah. camp is like down to roll with this, it's like, all right, so there's obviously something happening here that's artfully discerning what it is intentionally trying to do as opposed to like accidental camp and stuff like that. I do feel like yeah, with yeah. like campiness nowadays, like kind of gets like tossed in line with like, oh, they didn't know that it was going to be like that. And like the whole movie ends up having this tone because somebody wasn't aware that that vibe was happening at all times. And you get like a kind of accidental campy movies, but then you get somebody like John Waters, like his entire thing is like uh, like provocation and stuff like that. And like transgressive nature and everything. I I had texted you before that I was like, there is a certain other movie out there right now that everybody is a flutter talking about that fancies itself a very provocative, transgressive film called Saltburn. I will probably Um, be watching that tonight once we're done. You know what? Watch it. Um, It's, it's, you know, it's like... Like, I don't hate Saltburn. I'm not going to talk too much about... I told you I wasn't going to talk too much about Saltburn. I don't hate Saltburn. I was displeased with Saltburn. And it's mainly because it has the vibe of some of the people that I... Of, of like a person that I just don't like. And that's not Emerald Fennel. That's it's not saying that I don't like her. Mm-hmm. Loved her performance in The Crown. Oh, yeah, um, she's great. I think she's a phenomenal director. I think that we need to take oh, yeah. every anything that has a keyboard attached to it. We have to take that away from her. And we have to get like <laughs> pens and like anything where she can write something down. We have to get it away from her just for a couple years so that maybe she like learns to appreciate it. I'm not trying. <laughs> and it's such a mean thing to say. And like, I only like kind of half mean it jokingly, but it is like Saltburn is this movie that just like, the acting is outstanding. Uh, the casting is fantastic in that same regard. It looks insane. It's lit fantastic. It's edited like a goddamn peach. The score is amazing. Everything about that movie just screams. This is one of Mike Burge's like favorite movies of the year. And the screenplay has no idea what it's fucking doing. And, <laughs> it's, it, and not only that, 
it's aware that it doesn't know what it's doing and it's making fun of itself while also being like, but that means that we do know what we're doing, you know? And it doesn't. There is shit that happens in Saltburn that makes zero sense. It is just there to provoke, be transgressive, all that stuff, which is fine. I like a lot of movies that do that. I remember just watching that movie and just being like, God fucking damn it. This thing is not singing for me. It's also got one of the last, like, the final, like, three minutes of that movie are, mamma mia. They're so good. And it made me, like, when I walked out, I was like, man, that, that fucking last three minutes is really trying to make me like the rest of that movie that I did not have a good time watching. I think I'm going to rewatch it again, too, because uh, I do know people that did like it much more than me. Again, I don't hate it. I think I gave it, like, three stars on Letterboxd. Like, that's not... That's, that's not terrible. That's not nothing. Like I didn't. I didn't think that it's a bad movie. I just think that it's it's lacking in like some pretty intense parts. Um, but I digress yeah. from that. Like back to May December. Like I mm-hmm. think that you know the music in May December. Also, what you were talking about, where it's like certain characters come up that seem like they're in a different movie, and it's like, well, yeah, like these people are living in a fantasy. Mm-hmm. And everyone else around them is living in the real world and they're mm-hmm. like placating mm-hmm. into that fantasy, you know, getting cakes and stuff like that and coming to barbecues and talking to this actor that is coming to play this person and being like, please don't hurt her. But also at the same time, they kind of don't like her. They say pretty nasty things about her that are like passive aggressively nasty. Yeah. You know, where they're just like, mm-hmm. what's your favorite thing about her? And it's like, she knows what she wants. And, <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's Oh, that's boy. usually not like a, a nice thing to say about somebody. Um, so there, there is that kind of like provocation to it. Uh, I watched this with uh, Diana. Um, and a solid date movie right there. An insane yeah. date. We watched it the, the day it uploaded to the Netflix streaming service. Um, I really wish that I could have gone to go see this in, at a theater. Uh, should have done that because I would have loved to have been in a theater when that hot dog moment happened. Just oh to yeah, see just to, the, the, like the crowd experience. Everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but no, I uh, this is one of my favorite movies of the year. Um, interesting, interesting. I think that this movie. I mean, I I, I love Todd Haynes. Um, the man is an extremely gifted visual storyteller, not even just in directing, but just like the projects that he picks, people that he casts, his ongoing, just like holding, just just holding Julianne Moore up and just mm. constantly being like, look at her, everyone, don't you see? Mm. Um, and, you know, like he made one of my favorite movies of the past 10 years, Carol. Um, Carol's had, great. Carol Carol's is just great. like one of the most special movies in the world. That's, and, that's a movie that I watch and I just like, it's like visual ASMR. I yes. just like, I want to live. Yeah. It, I want to be of it. I want to be in it. Yeah. I want to be of it. I want to be, I I want to be. I want to be. Have you, have, did you, have you seen the, the movie? It just finally dropped uh, for rent. Um, Eileen. No. Uh, the uh, Anne Hathaway, uh, Thomas and McKenzie, like kind of fifties, uh, lesbian noir kind of thing as it's um, being marketed. I have not, but I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I like, I like what you're putting down here. It, it, it's fucking good. <laughs> it's fucking good. 
It's uh, <laughs> I highly recommend that to everybody. If you've heard of Eileen and you were slightly interested, go watch that movie. That is a nice, tight 98-minute movie that you're just like, you're in, you're loving it, things happen, and you're like, okay. <laughs> and then it's, it's, a, it's a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has like kind of like uh, it has like a very similar vibe to Carol in the sense of like, <laughs> you know, no, no, you're fine. Uh, like kind of like a, uh, similar time <laughs> periods and like slightly similar like themes. Not really, but like there's like a vibe there. And it was just like making me think of Carol the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in rewatching May, December uh, today and just like kind of skimming through it and like looking at it, I was really paying attention to like framing and lighting the use of colors and stuff and it's he's great at world building very he's much great so, at yeah. world building like he's, every he's, he's yeah. great with actors like that's one mm-hmm. of todd haynes's like biggest things is like he's able to take an actor like julianne moore or natalie portman or even charles melton who is like you know semi-new he's been on riverdale he, for a bit what is what charles melton is doing mind. in this movie is he insane was, he's brilliant he is and so fucking Jacob Elordi got shortlisted on the BAFTA Best Supporting Actor thing, yeah, and, and Charles Melton's nowhere. Excuse me. Fuck that. He is First so, off, Jacob Elordi's is... better performance from the year was in Priscilla as Elvis. First off, and neither <laughs> of those two things hold a fucking butt stick match to what Charles Melton is fucking putting on screen every single I, moment in this movie. I was blown away. By his performance, blown away. I mean, what? I mean, he was so good. He's so heartbreaking, so vulnerable, so. He's so I mean, soft. Yes. He's so yes. soft. And like, yes. you look at pictures of Charles <laughs> Melton, who I was familiar with before. I don't watch Riverdale. But like so many other people in America, my partner does. And so I was (laughs) made aware of his existence. I guess he plays uh, the character Reggie in Riverdale. That's a a Um, name that that I believe that Charles Mountain would play a guy named Reggie. Yeah. And and I'm like. He he looks like Reggie. Oh, he's been playing like a high school student for like, you know, I don't even know what's going on in Riverdale. And honestly, people that watch the show also don't. So there you go. Uh, But I'm like, wait, how old is he? Because they say that he's 36 in this movie. And I'm like, that boy is not 36. There is no way. He's 33. Very close. Very close. Okay. Very close. Yeah. When this was shot, maybe 32 kind of thing. But he is like a, uh, you look at pictures of him not in this movie, uh, mm-hmm. and he is a um, a big, strong boy. Man, mm-hmm. he's a man. Mm-hmm. He, he is a man. Uh, he he's is a, a big, man. strong man. That's just because I called Jacob Elordi the tall boy. Um, <laughs> I don't watch Euphoria, and I really want to, but I know that he's from that, and like that's like everybody from Euphoria is now becoming like, the new generation of like young stars and stuff like that. And again, Jacob Elordi is fantastic in Salper. Mm-hmm. He's even better in Priscilla. Have you seen Priscilla? I've not yet. Nope. Mm. Not yet. Mm. Rhea. I know. I know. Rhea I know. I know. I'm like, so this, this might be a, this might be a big old movie night for me. This it's might be a salt burn Priscilla that, double feature. Priscilla, that goddamn movie blew me the fuck away. I, yeah. I, I finally caught it like about a week ago on like my catch up on 2023 for my best of list. Diana had seen, had seen it prior and was like, 
you're going to fucking love that movie. And whenever Diana says that, I'm like, "Mm -hmm." we don't necessarily have the same taste in movies, but Diana knows my taste. She knows when like a movie is going to like knock my socks off in that movie. Mm -hmm. It's funny you say that because I, uh, I have a similar thing with my partner, Tim, similar, but different. Um, We have several overlapping sensibilities when it comes to movie watching. I know though, uh, I I can tell when he will not like a movie. Sure. I can tell him, do not watch that movie. You won't like it. And I knew just from reading the reviews of May, December before I watched it, I was like, <laughs> Tim, you're not going to like this one. So I'm going to watch it by myself because it will make you angry. And then I watched and I was like, I was, yeah, he's, he's, I mean, <laughs> I'm struggling with it, but I at least am, you know, like, I, 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 it's the kind of, you, he would just, he would just be filled with rage, yeah, you're honestly. O- you're open to the, <clears throat> the digestion. Yes, I'm the, open to the digestion. The yeah, you're yes. like, this is a piece of yeah. art. Yeah. It makes me feel weird. Why? Yeah. You yeah. know, that's like, some people are like, like, again, like, you know, before we break into the spoilers and we can just like really just start talking about whatever we want because Mm -hmm. as always we say like oh there's really not that much to spoil and like as i'm starting to talk about it i'm like well i actually really can't refer to this character as that because that's kind of a spoiler kind of thing you're like oh there is actually like the the arcs of the characters and like where they start where they go and ultimately (laughs) what we um discern about them is kind of spoilery so before we break into that like Mm -hmm. one of the things about the movie that's like so interesting is that like a lot of people watch it and they're like this movie is disgusting yeah no kind of like an aggressive version of like what you're talking about where you're like this movie made me feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. i feel like it's not treating its source material however loosely based on it might be at the end of the day thematically story-wise it's it is talking about grooming. It is talking mm-hmm. about child molestation. It is talking about manipulation. It is talking about some very intense, heavy things that are active every day, right now, mm-hmm. happening. And uh, they are very predatory. And people are looking at that and because of the music, because of the kind of like lightness mm-hmm. that... Lightness. The That's movie good... seems yep. to take because <laughs> it is a dark comedy, in my opinion. Mm. Like, I think that this movie is. Yeah. Like, the first time I saw a specific scene on the first watch, I almost cried. I guffawed and I was like, this is terrible. This is so sad. And mm-hmm. the second time I saw that scene, I laughed out loud. Ooh, I want to now. I want to know which one you're talking. And we'll about. talk about that in spoilers because that is like a spoily moment. Um, and I think that that's like that's the most interesting thing about this movie and why I found like the second watch to be so uh, intriguing was like I really liked it the first time already, and in watching the second one, like you can kind of just you know when you when you rewatch a movie that you already liked. Or at Mm -hmm. least you already know where it's going. You're kind of paying attention to different things and just kind of maybe letting it wash over you a little bit. Like a very different movie that that example like kind of hits with this year is like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. For me, it's like the first time I watched it, I was just nervous the whole time that they weren't going to pull it off. And they did. And I was like, 
this is great. It's not my favorite one. Honestly, it's my least favorite one, but it's still a good movie. And then the second time I watched it, I let it wash over me. And I was like, you know what? Very fucking fun. I will rewatch this movie for the rest of my life. This is a lot of fun. The baby raccoons. Baby raccoons. <laughs> Peter, man of the person of the year. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that's the interesting thing in talking to people about May December. It really is kind of like it's not a litmus test kind of movie. It's not like if you don't like May December or you do like May December, you're one or two types of people. No, it's, no, it's, absolutely it's not. It's what you got out of it. It kind of is. This is extreme oversimplification and kind of a hyperbolic statement so like i'm on both sides of the spectrum with this but it is kind of like you know when somebody looks at like uh like a jackson pot like a like a pollock painting Mm -hmm. you know and they're Mm -hmm. like this isn't art what is this this is Mm. Gross! Mm. Like this is Mm. nothing i could do this a child could do this it Mm -hmm. it's kind of like that when it's like and again, like, I'm not trying to knock you in like what, how you, uh, like how you felt about watching this movie mm-hmm. is valid because that's how you felt about it. Mm-hmm. But, but you're open <laughs> to the idea of like, I need to digest this. I need to think about this, talk well, about it, that's research what, it. Yeah. That's I, and that was that when you, when you said, Hey, let's do a, a podcast. I was like, let me talk about this movie with somebody. Exactly. Yeah. And talk about it with somebody who, like, we're on the same wavelength. We know, you know, mm-hmm. like, we know how to look at movies and look at art. And we I are, was like, I need to... Uh, respectable movie lovers. We can yes. talk about things yes, that exactly. one likes and one hates and, and still, like, find uh, common well, I mean, grounds. And, 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 and to be clear, I don't know if I hate it. Sure, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I mean, I, this is part of what I'm... Maybe at the end of this podcast, I will know how I feel about this movie mm-hmm. but it's like I I have to discuss it with somebody because I've just been sitting here in my feelings mm-hmm. about it and I mean let's be, dude you know. let's let's break into spoilies okay and just All like right. start really like kind of ripping through it um I uh I highly I highly recommend this movie to anybody that hasn't seen it if you guys are listening to this and you haven't caught it yet it's on um the uh streaming service double check here real quick hold on the Netflix. name of the streaming service <laughs> is hold on. It's one of the <clears throat> it's one of the streaming services. It is um hmm. It's one of them. Uh, oh, it's Netflix. Yeah. It's Netflix. I, yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like I, I was I, like is this a bit or it was a, it was a, it was a very bad bit. <laughs> okay. It was a very I bad was bit. Like, I was like he's lost his I mind. I thought that it was going to fly like a dove <laughs> released or like a uh, mm, perhaps like a, a certain mom. No, it just all it did was make me con- mm. make me concerned for your mental state. Yeah. No, that's yeah. fine. <laughs> that's going to be something that we're about to talk about a lot too. We're about to talk about some people's mental states a lot. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, Rhea, do you, at this point <laughs> in your life, on on this episode, recommend the Todd Haynes twenty twenty three film May December? I recommend it because I think everybody should watch Charles Melton mm-hmm. because I think regardless of this BAFTA nonsense and whatever happens with award season, this is a guy to watch. Yeah. This is a guy who this is the... going places. The like Paul Mescal getting the act best actor at the Oscars nomination for After Sun was like he's not gonna win, 
But mm-hmm. getting that nomination, now Paul Mescal gets to do whatever the fuck he wants. And That's my funny. sweet boy has been taking advantage of that. He is in... He, he was in like three or four movies this year that I saw. And I think three of them are going to end up on my top 20 list. Oh, wow. And I'm like, okay. I'm, I've been Paul Mescal pilled. I'm just like, anything that he's in, he's just so captivating. He brings the movie up. It, he's also in movies that are just like, like All of Us Strangers is just like one of the best movies of the year. And he's insane in it. And the movie isn't just great because of him. Everybody's fantastic in that movie. I would love for him and Jamie Bell and Claire Foy to get supporting nominations this year, as well as Andrew Scott, who is just out of control in that movie. Me and Diana went down to the city and saw it, and Andrew Scott was there for a Q&A afterwards uh, with David oh, wow. Ehrlich. It was cool. insane. It was amazing. It, it, like, Andrew Scott in person, he almost bumped into me because as I was walking out of the theater, he was, like, rushing into, like, a big truck to probably go to an airport or, like, a bar. I don't know. But he was, like, it was raining, so he, like, rushed right past me and almost, like, like head-checked me. Oh. It was cool. It was cool. Cool. Let's Hang on, my, my dog is having a nervous breakdown. I don't know if you can hear it. Hey, oh, shut can. up! <laughs> <laughs> well, we're about to take a Chill break, Chill out, Floyd! <laughs> it, there's nobody out there. You're barking into the void. Anyway, all right. <laughs> Just like emerald fennel <laughs> with salt burn. <laughs> sorry, sorry, everybody that likes salt burn. It's okay. <laughs> there's so much to like about that movie. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Uh, all right, cool. So we're going to uh, or take a quick break, and we will be right back, and we're going to tell you who dies. <laughs> so welcome back. <laughs> we're talking about May, December, and this movie is... Uh, oh, my God. It has a lot of interesting things that... <laughs> Maybe not a lot of people have thought about. And Rhea and I are here to think about them. Oh my god. And not only will we think about them, we'll say them on mic and we will upload it to the internet for free. And you can listen. Julianne Moore's voice in this movie is one of my favorite things in the fucking world. That was a really good impression. Thank you. I've been doing it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And I also... Look. I'm not making fun of people with lisps in any goddamn way. You got a lisp? That's your voice. You sound fucking great. As far as I'm concerned. I mean, if you have bad opinions and you say them with a lisp, I'm still not going to like them. But... um, I did not know about the lisp going in. Like I had seen trailers and I think that maybe I just didn't catch the lisp like in the trailers or maybe they weren't as like present. They were, yeah, maybe they were, maybe the trailers were cut in ways that didn't feature lines of dialogue. I started watching the movie and when Julianne Moore starts talking like that, I was like, what is Julianne Moore doing right now? (laughs) It's a choice. It's a yeah. choice. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think that the real life person had a lit that is. Ba- I like, don't think so. I don't either. think that, like, that that I truly do not think that that would be like even like a technical thing that they would involve. Like I think that they're trying to distance themselves as much as, from like as, the actual as, events outside yeah. of like kind of the setup. <laughs> yeah, 
I mean, I feel like what it ended up doing is um, it contributed to her character, Gracie. Mm-hmm. Um, she she it contributed to that sense of sort of like weird naivete and there, childishness. There is you know? a little bit of a derogatory vibe going on when you're trying to discern like why the lisp like why is it there and the least derogatory like and i don't think that derogatory like is like the right word because i don't think that that's intentional in the sense of like trying to you know like in the way the whale is Mm. a little derogatory towards you know people that have like eating disorders and stuff like that where it's like he has one drawer filled with like i don't know vegetables and shit and then the second drawer is filled with like crunch bars and twix bars like i I don't know (laughs) that movie god fucking damn it that scene in that movie um i don't think that they're go i don't think they're trying to hurt anybody's feelings as provocative as this movie is like i don't think that that's their intention i think it does come down to Mm -hmm. the which was something that we really couldn't talk about in the spoiler free section is like this idea of naivete and mm-hmm. um, Julianne Moore's character, um, Eliz- El- is she Elizabeth? She's Gracie. Eliz- She's uh, Natalie, Gracie. Natalie, Natalie Port- Portman is Elizabeth. I got them yep. confused. <laughs> Who's to say? <laughs> um, that is like, <clears throat> like the big reveal slowly that like this movie has an amazing final scene. Like I, I, not mm. even the final scene. The final scene kind of hammers home more Elizabeth's like kind of arc and who that character is. But the final Mm. confrontation between Gracie and Elizabeth at the graduation. Yeah. just has this moment where she's just like, I have been in complete control of everything that's been going on. And also I don't know what's going on (laughs) and I, and I don't care. I'm completely comfortable with it. I don't care about you. I actually don't care about the movie. I know it's going to suck. I don't like you. No one here likes you. I let you just like run around. And now everyone's like, who the fuck is this? And like Natalie Portman is just left like, what the fuck? And like, obviously she doesn't say it in all those words. Like it's an insanely good script. And Mm -hmm. so she literally just says the line, uh, insecure people are so dangerous, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, Referring to her son, who we haven't even talked about who's also yeah. another great <clears throat> character um he's he's one of the guys who is hopping in from another movie exactly yeah. you know where what he's I mean? just like um, you guys mm-hmm. like he does not he's in like what two scenes right he's in he's she's at, got two he's at the bar scene scenes, where he's yeah. playing with the band which has like one of the yeah funniest moments in the movie where he's like you can't play this fucking song i gotta go guys like yeah. they start <laughs> yeah. play, the band starts playing another song yeah um and then he's at the uh, the scene where, like, he's uh, smoking a cigarette with her outside and talks about, like, oh, you know, my mom's brothers and stuff like that, like, yeah, abused yeah. her and everything. Yeah. And that's where that last scene comes from. And she's like, you know, that whole brother thing was, like, made up, right? So disgusting. So disgusting. So disgusting. Yeah. She's got just such a, such a it's, beautiful voice. <laughs> it's just so, yeah. it's calming and it leads into... I swear to God, Rhea, I'm going to let you talk in a second. I swear oh, no, to God. No, no, uh, no, 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 it's good. One of my big things that I wanted to like break into at the beginning 
one of the things that I love the most about the movie is you go in thinking that it is going to be this kind of like semi-biographical um, after the events of this like kind of worldwide phenomenon that happened in the 90s. And you end up with this thing that is more kind of concerned with the different definitions different people have for prey and predators Mm -hmm. and like what it actually means to be a predator in different senses of that term, because Mm -hmm. almost everybody in this movie in some way is a predator except for Charles Melton and his kids. I was going to say, like, yep. His kids, yep. even his kids a little bit, start kind of taking on the the mannerisms and kind of like, um, mannerisms is not good, like determinations of mm. their mom because of mm. how controlling she is. And yeah. because she's their mom, like there's like this kind of like immediate like authoritative figure that you have to listen to. And with Charles Melton, it's always been this thing of like, well, we're in a relationship, so we're on equal grounds. Right. But that's Mm. never been the case because, Mm -hmm. you know, he's got that big meltdown in the middle where, Mm -hmm. you know, he's just like, I think maybe I was too young to understand. And she's seen that's my heart. And it's like, that's my heart. That is not the scene that made me laugh. Good, because I would have been, I would have, uh, I would have questioned our friendship if that was the the scene. The scene that made me laugh was the um, when he gets high with his son. uh, Oh, 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 yes, yes, I can, I can see how that's heartbreaking, but also funny. The first time you see it, like when he kind of like freaks out and he's just like, he's like, we do bad things, you know, like Mm -hmm. I want you to be good, but we do bad things. And I just don't, I feel like, I don't know if we're connecting right now or if like, I'm I'm just creating a bad memory memory. for you. Like the first time I was just like, oh my God, this is so fucking sad. This fucking Mm -hmm. sucks. And then the second time I was like, that is so funny. That is such a funny thing to put in there. Like given the situation and knowing how it ends where, cause like the first time you're watching it, I'm like, is this going to end with somebody like shooting somebody or like committing suicide like what is the darkest thing that this thing is going to go towards because i don't think it connects with you until the very end especially that final scene with natalie portman being a bad actress (laughs) that this has all been a comedy this has all been a joke none of what you just saw matters everything that actually mattered and affected all these people happened way before this movie started and nothing's gonna change i agree i agree um, yeah, no, that, uh, that scene in the, the bedroom, the one that did not make you laugh, thankfully. I mean, there are um, funny things in that scene, but they didn't make me guffaw, like, out loud. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, the, I mean, that was, that was such a, that was one of those, I, I was watching that and I was like, this is Charles Mel- Melton's fucking Oscar real submission, mm-hmm. you know, like, that's, that's, that's the scene. That's, that's the scene. You know, like, honestly, like, that's, that's what I think a lot of people felt when it happened. And I feel like it's so good. It's too easy, you know? Yeah. Where people are like, well, yeah, but like, it's just that scene. I'm like, are you watching how this guy is carrying himself in the rest of the movie? Like, he's he's, like slumped over and like, looks like a soft little puppy. Every, everything that he has done in the movie 
leads into that moment, that yeah. scene in the bedroom where he has the sort of, you know, confrontation slash awkward conversation with his wife. And it's like, it's all, that's the payoff. Like we're watching this, you know, like this, this, this guy, this very sweet, very soft guy. And he's just, he's just a sweet soft guy he's a nice guy he's a he's nice just guy trying to be a he's, good dad yeah, yeah and he's and he seems like he is a good dad his kids like him he cares you know he's got he's got his little you know um he's got his butterfly gro- uh, 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 growing hobby the mm-hmm. which is a little bit of a tortured metaphor there but i, th- I mean was, i think that I think goes was, into like the the melodrama mm-hmm. of it where yeah. like isn't this plain you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but I was like, that's the same thing with like a Gracie's baking. Yeah. Baking yeah. is a meticulous thing that you need to get just right. Every single measurement needs to be exactly. exactly when it goes in and how long it bakes and exactly how you do it. And it takes yep. time to make it right. And that baking is what is predators do. That's what groomers yeah. do. That's what groomers they do. They take exactly. their time. Exactly. And so, yeah, no, that's, that's, that scene was just so, you know, we're seeing a guy who, I mean, I feel like we meet him in the movie in the beginning and he's like, he's like, well, yeah, this is my life. And yeah, it's sort of, our relationship's unconventional. It started out in this kind of unfortunate way, but we love each other. And I really, you know, I love her and we've got these great kids and we've made it work and it's all great. And then it's like, as you know, but like you can see, there's like even before Elizabeth's arrival into their world, which starts, you know, really kind of maybe getting some gears turning Absolutely. for him. Yeah. But he's already like, there's already like some, some, you know, like he's got, he's got his butterfly uh, breeding texting friend. Yeah. He- which feels like, you know, I was like, this feels like we're going into like maybe emotional affair territory or I don't know. But it's also, I was just like, but it's like, this guy doesn't really have friends. No. Like that's his, like, that is like a that, she's like his only friend. Purposeful thing that friend. they do yeah. like right at the front. Like the first conversation he has <clears throat> with like one of the, the dads at the party at the barbecue where he's cooking yeah. up the hot dogs, which by the way, too, spoiler alert. They definitely have enough hot dogs. They had uh, uh, they have, way too many hot dogs. They're totally good. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's talking to like a dad and the dad's just like, yeah, this actress that's coming. Like, yeah, I saw her like naked once in this movie. And he was like, where? He was like, on TV. No, I actually just Googled the actress's name and naked. Like that kind of like he doesn't really have yeah. like a connection with these people no. that are at his barbecue. Yeah. And w- one of the great things, too, like in the very beginning, like even in that interaction and especially in the first interaction that he has with Natalie Portman, I noticed this in this like quick rewatch that I did earlier today. Um, he like. He like um, he can't look anyone in the eye. Mm-hmm. He almost never makes eye contact like mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. it like for longer than like a millisecond. Um, he's constantly stuttering mm-hmm. and uh, mispronouncing words, which I guess is kind of like the same thing as stuttering. Like he's c- like kind of using the wrong word and then like, of course, correcting himself and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like when he's and when he's not like talking, when he's not trying to give like an answer that deserves a sentence, like if a one word answer will do, he'll mm-hmm. use it. 
Yeah. And it is just kind of like this, like, he's just this repressed. He's so closed in. He's at, so closed in. Adolescent yeah. guy. Yeah. That's like, he's just so, he's. <laughs> he he's never been, was he's able been stuck to. in like the state of denial in yeah. this thing for like, you know, he over never, 20 years. Like he doesn't yeah. know how to break free. He never, well, cause yeah, cause he never really, it's like, it's like emotionally he remained the child that he was when he started the relationship with Gracie. And like, yeah, he got older. He got, you know, he's got some middle-aged spread. He's got three kids, you know, who are all going off to college and like, you know, but he's, but he's 36. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like there's that, that scene where Elizabeth was like, I just realized like we're the same age and this mm-hmm. is wild. Like, I'm only just now thinking maybe I want to have kids and like, you're about to have an empty nest. And he's just kind of like, yeah. Yeah. He says his <laughs> like, line is, I didn't really think it was a big deal, I guess, you know, because. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and doesn't, he never like, he never completes sentences too, like where he'll just be right. like, because, and it's like, well, everybody knows that. It's yeah. like Natalie Portman's Elizabeth has this amazing um, dialogue with, um, uh, the one of the twins one of the daughters the the daughter uh where the daughter and her friends are kind of like like fawning over like oh there's like a a movie star here and um she's at the daughter's like i've never met anybody that's been on tv before and natalie portman's like well your parents yeah. Oh, and, yeah. And the daughter's oh, like, well, I mean, yeah, but like for real, like yeah. nobody actually has to say. They never say yeah. what they're actually talking about, right? And right. that also is like, you know, I mean, kind of just like opening the gates for the conversation on Natalie Portman's kind of like predatory nature in this is like she mm. she starts out. You're like, so this is just like a person that wants to respect the the real life individual that she's about to characterize in this movie and then like the more you see of natalie we get so many great scenes of natalie portman where it's like just her yeah like in a bathroom or like in her apartment uh uh, hotel Um, sorry yeah 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 um and you're just like what's going on with this person and then you get that fucking scene where she's talking to the the drama class oh yeah and the first kid uh who is the kid from uh the David Gordon Green Halloween. Uh, oh, really? I don't know if you saw that movie. He's I like, did. The, yeah, 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 he's yeah, the kid yeah. that like it's uh, that like bumps into Michael Myers in the the backyard that has like the motion sensor light that doesn't operate how a motion sensor light operates. It's just for fun, <laughs> and that's fine. That's what movies are made for. And he asks like, "Do you ever do sex scenes?" Yeah. And she gives this answer. So, And you think at first, you're like, empowerment. Yeah. She's like, I'm not going to let this kid fucking scare me. Yeah. I'll answer this question, whatever. Yeah. And then she gets so fucking weird. It it reminded, like, she goes so deep into, like, the sensuality and sensitivity and confusion of pretending to have sex on set surrounded by people. It reminded me of a um, bunch of of kids. Yes. It reminded me of, have you ever seen that, um, I'm a big Inside the Actors Studio fan. Oh, I love that. I've been re-watching a bunch on YouTube because I just like found this channel that was like uploading them. There's this amazing one where Tom Cruise is talking. Um, I can't even remember what the movie was about. And, um, 
he's asked about uh he's asked about uh um like what 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 hand do you like write with or something and he starts talking about like well i was left-handed but now i write with my right hand and you know uh like because like the teachers made me do that so i'm kind of ambidextrous like some things i'll do with my left hand and he like looks at he looks at the crowd tom cruise looks at the crowd and he's like hmm, some things i'll do with my right hand and like the the crowd like laughs and giggles a little bit and then the host is like this is a university <laughs> and tom cruise's <laughs> smile immediately goes away and he like sits up and he's like yes so yeah i put my right hand it's amazing it made me think of that it made me think of that yeah yeah no i mean it was so like again like you we meet elizabeth in the beginning and again she seems just like okay she's a serious actor this, this is what, at least what we're led to believe in the main. She's a serious actor. She takes this role seriously. She's come to meet the real people involved because she wants to capture the truth. She wants to be sensitive. This is what we're led to believe. And then as the movie goes on and on and on, you come to realize she's not like an A-list actor. She's like mm-hmm. famous for being on like a, you know, it sounds like a TV medical show. drama. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like a like, procedural kind of like she's like exactly. a, a lower tier CSI <laughs> spinoff kind of exactly, thing. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So it's like, so now I'm just kind of like, oh, no, this is a woman who she's she's decided that this is going to be the role that makes her an A-lister. And then you kind of look at everything she's been doing and it's like this has nothing to do with her wanting to be truthful, sensitive, honest, uh, you know, like, um, you know, caring towards the subject. This is all about she wants to get as much information as she can in any way that she can, however she can get the information, mm-hmm. whatever she has to say, whatever she has to do, because she is just so hungry to be recognized as like a serious actor, capital A actor. Right. It's not even about like what she's able to eventually do, which she doesn't realize, of course. She she thinks that yeah. everything that she's doing is going to like result with like Daniel Day Lewis and there will be blood. Like she thinks yeah. that that's going to yeah. happen. She's got like her little notepad writing down the type but of foundation it's that all Grace for is her. wearing and shit it's like that. It's not all for yeah. the family. It it is like this nope. is all her ego. There Actually, like, I didn't realize it was a TV movie until the very end when you see it and you're like, this thing looks like fucking shit. What the hell is this? Yeah. Uh, Like when they're actually one of my best lines, one of my favorite lines in the movie. And it was like, she's not that kind of snake. Like, it's a fantastic line. Yeah. Earlier on in the movie, um, probably about like half an hour in, I noticed on the rewatch today She's talking with like a producer or somebody on the phone, maybe an agent, uh, like after having just met the family and spent a couple days with them. And she's like doing makeup. There's a lot of mirrors in this movie as well. Mm-hmm. Like we failed mm-hmm. to mention that with mirrors play like a very big play uh, for yep. very obvious melodramatic soap opera esque reasons. <laughs> and um, she does say like she's like, ah, it's a little annoying. And uh, it's fine. Like, it just feels like a little tiresome, blah, blah, blah. And the the agent or whoever's on the other line, you do hear them say, like, well, it's a TV movie. Like, it's it's not that big of a deal. Like, he says something to that effect. 
Yeah. And I didn't catch that the first time. I, I thought maybe I, the first yeah. time I had heard like, well, it's like a TV movie. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's, I feel like that's kind of like uh, Todd Haynes, maybe just like <laughs> busting through the screen real quick and like looking <laughs> you dead in the eye and being like, no, that's why it's so weird, guys. I am yeah. making a TV movie, but Julianne Moore and Natalie Portman are in it. Yeah. And I also got the kid from Riverdale. Isn't he hot? Look at him. <laughs> Don't worry. We're going to make him sad in like 40 minutes. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, but that's, that's, that's the thing is that it's like, she's, she's, she's putting in all this work for this. What look what's clearly as we see in the final scene of the film, a crappy TV movie, mm-hmm. but she is convinced that this is going to be the role that gets her the recognition. You know, there's that scene when she she and Gracie are doing, you know, like makeup. She's learning how Gracie does her makeup and Gracie's putting makeup on her. And she's Great like, scene. I always wanted to be an actress. And, you know, my parents are academics. And when I told them I want to be an actress, they were like, oh, you're too smart for that. And, you know, it's like this is somebody who's just like she 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 thinking you know, she went to Juilliard. They mentioned that before she talks to the high school students like. This is somebody who thinks of herself as a serious artiste. Mm-hmm. And she's been like pigeonholed on this, you know, kind of lower tier TV show that's made her famous enough. But she's like, she's looking for like, yeah, she's looking for her my left foot. Yeah. You know, yeah. like that's, that's what she, and she thinks that this is going to be it. But it's a shitty TV movie about a tabloid story. But, she, you know, it's like, I mean- it's like. Yeah. And then ultimately, too, like you get that last scene where like she realizes like after all of this work that I thought I put in where I was really getting to the bottom of this person, even going so far as to um, fuck the person that she has sex with in the movie. And that's and that's that's another she realizes like I don't even understand the slightest thing about this person. Like that's that whole like, yeah, insecure people are so dangerous, aren't they? I'm secure kind of yeah. line that just leaves her like wait what yeah hold on a yeah. second yeah. Uh, that also that se- that whole scene too where she contrives to get i mean go um, off go off Rhea. do it yeah <laughs> Talk she about contrives it. to get uh joe charles Belton plays joe contrives to get him back to her hotel room by making up some story about you know his sister had asthma and she has a nebulizer can you help me with that clearly a contrivance she's trying to she's trying to get something out of him he gives her a letter like one of the only letters that he was able to save from when the relationship started Mm -hmm. um and she's just like she cares way more about the letter than she does about anything else that's going on in that moment like is is natalie portman getting nominated for this i don't think so it's a heavy fucking year she's great in the movie but that would be her in the same way we're talking about the charles melton scene where Mm -hmm. he like uh melton's down and like freaks out uh that would be natalie portman's real like her like kind of looking like dead eye directly into a mirror that is the camera and yeah. reading that letter, and reading verbatim, that letter exactly with possibly with like a, masturbating while she's doing it as the ending kind of yeah yeah, 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 yeah. it's very weird yeah. it's very weird but 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 also just like the 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 whole scene where she contrives to get him in her room and then she starts again and I, I'm watching and I'm just kind of like this poor kid 
and he's not a kid. He's thirty six. But this, I mean, but he's yeah, a but kid. Like, but he's still a kid. He's still he got, a kid. He That's got, the thing, he got, yeah. he got groomed by his wife, and now he's getting groomed by this actress who is his age. But she is playing on his naivete. She's playing yes. on the fact that she's pointed out to him, "Hey, we're the same age." She's pointed out to him, you know, obliquely through just observations. You know, in spending time with his family, just like the fucking weirdness of his life mm -hmm. that he's just been he's been pretending is normal because that's how he has to do it in order to exist. Mm -hmm. So she's, you know, and this, this this poor guy is like he has no friends. He's lonely. He has no real connections. Well, he has one, he has he, one friend. He has one, the, his, his texting friend? His texting friends, yeah. Yeah. Which is like who, one of the saddest parts of the movie. Yeah, ex exactly, yeah. <laughs> where he's like, yeah, you want to meet like, up and like hang out? And he's like, aren't you married? And he's like, well, yeah. and no, he's like, that's oh, not what I meant, but like, okay, yeah, yeah sure. I can yeah. I can see now that what I've been doing can, sucks. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, exactly. He was like, he was just trying to innocently be like, hey, you're my Those you're my scenes friend. are also like all back to back. Like <clears throat> his, yeah. his, his like, his text breakup, so to speak. And then right. Natalie Portman just like fucking him, like yeah, just utilizing I mean, and, and his naivety, so... and then the scene with him be it like breaking down in front of Julianne yeah. Moore and just being like, "What the yeah. fuck is going on?" Like, yeah, he's it's his just, world's I mean, being like, shaken and apart. And she, the way she she starts by like she starts the seduction of him by saying, "You have your whole life ahead of you. You're young." Oh, God. You're young. You can start over. Your kids are graduating and going. You can start over. You don't have to keep living this life. And he's already kind of like in this headspace where he's being forced to think about his relationship in a way that he's probably just been pushing down and pushing down and pushing, pushing down for the last one years. Pressing constantly. And so she's and she's bringing it to the fore. She's saying you don't have to keep doing this. You don't have to keep living like this. But she's also you are, doing it but for she's super also doing nasty it, means. Exactly. She's doing it because she's trying to get more. She's trying yeah. to suck more information. She wants to know what it's like to have sex with him so that yes, she can exactly. use it for her TV movie. Exactly. It's horrible. What does she say? What's like, the line? Um, this is what grownups this do. This is what grownups do. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, my God. I know. I know. I know. And, and this poor guy. I mean, like, also, like, the, the whole, like, that whole sex scene, yeah, okay, so they, they fuck on the carpet of the, the hotel room, and it's fine. And he's it just, is like, fine. and he's, it is, yeah. It is fun yeah. to watch Natalie Portman and Charles Milton have sex as actors. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, but then it's, in like, in the context of the movie, you're like, I don't like this, like, this at is, all. No, yeah. this is bad. But then it's, like, immediately, he's just so, like, he's, like, he's still so, like, um weirdly innocent even yeah, though it's like he's, yeah, he just he's a he just, fucking kid he just, he's just cheated on his wife technically but like he kind of got suckered in and like but he's he's like he's like oh that was crazy let's get in bed like he's like it's almost like he wants to cuddle you know like that was the that's, vibe i was getting that's like he what him he, and gracie yeah. probably do yeah and so like he that's was just like, like that kind of like thing that yeah. gracie might have like honed in on him and was like when we do this then we cuddle you keep me safe yeah. And that's and that kind of like, thing where it's yeah, like she has so that like, line like we didn't even talk about that line. Gracie's like who was in charge? That oh that was that that was right. the, like that's, that's like that's, that's that the made whole, my skin crawl. 
That yeah. made my skin crawl because this poor guy is having a meltdown. He's crying. He's saying, I think that I am actually legitimately, I'm realizing that I am, I have trauma. Yeah. From and he's not even accusing her. He's like, I no, want to talk just, about he's it. Like, I, I would like to talk because, about it. Yeah. I would like to talk about it because, and the way he put, because he's, and he, and he puts it because he's like, if we are, I got what he was trying to say. Of course, she read it the wrong way entirely when he says, if we're in love. I mean, did she? Love, I think she's just trying to keep a hold on him. I think she knows oh, exactly no, no, what's no, no, going no, no, on. No, exactly. Because he, like, he says, ah, if we're if This we're goddamn in, Hollywood broad opened up this guy's eyes. Fuck this. Right, yeah. right. Because he's like, if we're in, as in love as we say we are. And what he's trying to say is, if we are partners, if we are spouses, that, that is, if we are That's the line. Together, that's the line right there. And he's like, we should be able to talk about this because that is what spouses do but she of course immediately like latches like what do you mean you're implying that we're not really in love blah blah mm-hmm. blah you know like she's immediately going to that emotionally manipulative and then yeah. he's like no no, super no. chill stuff to do like everybody exactly. should do that then, anytime your partner says that to you act exactly like exactly. julianne Moore. yeah exactly and then he and then he and then he has to take care of her he's like no no no, no that's not what i did mm-hmm. i didn't mean it that way i didn't mean the way I, what i'm trying to say he's and he's just desperately just trying to say I want to be heard. I want you to listen to me. I want you to listen to me. I just, we should be able to, like, shouldn't we be able to talk about this? And she's just like, no. No, this is not a topic of conversation. It's graduation. Yeah, it's graduation. Like, that's her whole, like, out, like, it's graduation. Yeah, like we can't talk about this now. It's graduation, <laughs> and and this Dude, poor kid movie, is just man. like, what a movie. Yeah, and this poor guy is like, is like, is like, like the trauma. He's like just understanding. I am a traumatized person, and he has no. And again, like he's got no. He has nobody. He has, he has nobody. no friends. He has no friends. He has nobody. Natalie Portman is the closest this. thing to a friend he's had in a while. She visit. She visits him at work. Um, yeah. Which again, like his job is also another like soap opera melodramatic thing. Where it's like he's an X-ray technician. He can look inside people and see what's wrong. Yeah. But he can't do it to himself. Like yeah, yeah. we get that. Like but it's like, that's like, fun. Even as early as that, she's manipulating him. She's like, well, now what? I, now now I, uh, what I know what it feels like to sneak around at work with you. And he's yeah. just like, and he's like, uh, 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 it's lunchtime. Bye. You know, like, but it's like already that early on, she's just like, she's, she's needling him. She's needling him. Yeah. And he's, you know, and he's just like, he's just trying to exist as best he can in this like fucked up world where they routinely have packages of shit sent to them. I mean, like, that's this guy's life. I mean, I was also going to mention that because like the... That package that's there at the beginning, like, do we know for a fact that is real or did Julianne Moore possibly, did Gracie possibly engineer that so that she could introduce that to, yeah, because we never actually see it. She opens it, looks at it, closes it, gives it to him and then they get a little spray. Uh, uh, Charles Melton's Joe has this great moment where he's like, would you like some too? Like the the hand sanitizer spray uh, for Natalie Portman. It's good. Um, yeah. I love that I'm like jumping between like calling, referring to actors either as their actor name or their character name. I'm like, Julianne Moore's Gracie talked to Joe and then Joe talked to Natalie Portman. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean, 
I feel like that comes with the territory too, because you got two big, big name people like Julianne Moore and Natalie Portman, like co-leads. I mean, yeah, they're the rock stars. Like that's how you get a Todd Haynes movie made. Yeah. It's just like Natalie Portman and Julianne Moore in there, and they're like, Well, who's gonna play the kid? And he's like, This guy from Riverdale. This guy from Riverdale. Who then who then fucking blows the window open with this performance i mean he's just he's so good we didn't even like like, him having to stay outside on the other side of the fence at the graduation at the end yeah he's not allowed to go to the graduation because it would just make things too uncomfortable yeah and he's out there just like is that is that how you took it i didn't necessarily uh, take it like he wasn't allowed to be there i took it as he was making a choice I, to kind I, I of thought that watch there was like, like a there was like a line mm-hmm. where it's like it might be best if you if you don't go mm. I might be conflating that with another movie where something similar happened I'm not going to say what movie that is because that would be a spoiler because it happens towards the end as well but that, that that's I I I took that to mean that he was you know it, it in the, in the aftermath of what had happened the night before, mm-hmm. which was, you know, him being taken advantage of again by Elizabeth and then coming home and trying to talk to his wife about trauma oh, right. and getting I, shut down. Yeah. I think he was just taking a moment. I, I think don't it think was it is. I think, much... that, I think you're right. I think that is like something that I inferred in my head. And I think that, that was, was the reason that he was back there. But then like because he's back there and how it's shot and framed and how Charles Melton plays it gives yeah. you like four different possibilities of why he's yeah, there and what he's feeling. Yeah. I mean, I feel like he was maybe taking a moment cause it was a little too hard for him to be around the rest of his family mm-hmm. while this was happening. It's also just like a weird existential, like I'm 36 and my, all of my children are, you know, like that scene he has with his father where he's like empty nest, you know, like he's having this moment of like, I mean, like, yeah, Natalie Portman just completely, you know, um, exploited him the night before, but maybe he is thinking I could move on in that moment. Maybe he's, I mean, like there's, he's, he's watching his kids leave and to an extent, you know, like that's like in the conversation, the confrontation in the bedroom when he's trying to talk about it with with Gracie, and he's like, "But if I was not old enough to be making those choices when I did, when when I did, what does that mean for our life now? What does that mean for the kids? Like that's he's trying to grapple. Like he loves his kids. He wants to be a good dad to his mm-hmm. kids. He wants good things for his kids. He wants." everything good in the world for his children you know like he that's i mean yeah that's like a big thing he's just like it's very important to me that you guys have a good life and that you're safe because bad things happen because bad things happen and then he does that thing he like puts his hand towards his chest and he's like bad we do bad things we do bad things yeah yeah and then he's you know but he's like he, he so he's he's like that moment where he's just like what does this mean for the family that we have, if now I'm looking back on the beginning of our relationship and, and starting to wonder if it was if it was in any way okay for me to be put into that situation. And if it was in any way okay for our life to have turned out like this. Yeah. But I love my kids. But I love my family. But I care about them. But this is fucked up. Yeah. I'm starting to realize that this whole, like, our life is fucked up. Can we talk about it? 
because you're my wife and you're my partner and we're ostensibly equals in this relationship so we should be able to talk about this Mm -hmm. but they're not equals in the relationship they're not equals in the relationship because of like the yeah the grooming the predatory nature of it but also at the same time they each have their own kind of naivete and you know where julianne moore's gracie uses naivete as like a a shield because she's yeah. not as naive as she lets on. No, not at all. Not no, at no, all. no, no, no. That's definitely she. She's playing that up. She and, is also like you know, insane to like a certain yeah. point. Like a yeah. soci- sociopathic would be a better word. Where There's like a- when she is watching this person just like melting down in front of them. Yeah. Her first reaction she- is just like. Well, no, I have to protect like the status quo of what's going on here. Yeah, she and doesn't that's care. You yeah, cook she the doesn't... hot dogs and take yeah. like the Tupperware out and stuff when I ask you to do that, and I do yeah. it with a nice little lisp, and it sounds yeah. extremely and you, and, good. Yeah. And when someone cancels a bakery order, and I have like a completely disproportionate response to that, you <laughs> comfort me. Yeah. You, you, you comfort me. My, you know, her, like her vanity baking, you know, I love yeah. that scene with the Dude, the lawyer, Look, the lawyer who's like, how many fucking everybody pineapple knows, upside down cakes can you make? Can yeah, you everybody eat, knows you know? that Mike Burge <clears throat> is like the feminist icon of the 21st century. That's, but, I, that's what I tell people all the yeah, time. No, and you should, because it's true. Um, but like women will bake cakes for no one uh, instead of going to therapy. That's what this movie proposes. <laughs> there's a, there's this. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Uh, I'm going to bake a cake and watch Saltburn. Um, oh, buddy. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Um, put it, put a, put some extra cream on that cake. If you know what I mean. Uh, I don't, but you now will I'm, really not, watch um, I'm so uncomfortable right now. <laughs> um, no, but even like early on too in the in the movie when 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 it's still unclear as to what Elizabeth's motivations are, sure. And she's she's talking to I don't know if she's talking to the director or if she's talking to her fiance who he, they kind of allude to the fact that she's engaged to somebody, but mm-hmm. uh, I, and so I don't I don't know if it's yeah, like the, fia- the first scene that she- we see of her, she's like maybe talking with an earpiece. Uh, yeah, yeah. But we never see it, and it seems like she might just be talking to herself, which... Yeah, but she's... Thematically, that's, yeah. like, what we're talking about. She's talking to no one. It doesn't matter. No one's gonna give right. a shit about the movie that she makes. Right. But she, she in that, she's, she's talking, she's, like, after she met them for the first time, she's, like... It's, like, her assessment of Gracie, and I think this is very astute, despite whatever else is going on with Elizabeth, she's, like... What must it be like to wake up every day and it's like a blank slate? Like mm-hmm. she doesn't Gracie Gracie's way of dealing with life is every day is like I'm I don't even I don't think about the past. I don't think about yeah. anything. I don't reflect. I'm not a reflective person. It's I'm not insane. a self it's I'm not crazy. a self-aware person. I don't care to be self-aware. I don't care to be introspective. I care about having this life with my dream man which isn't real which isn't real it's a fantasy 
Yeah. Again, like you said at the beginning, every single person that comes into contact with Natalie Portman that is outside of that house is like, yeah. what the fuck yeah. is going yeah, exactly. on over there? Exactly. Well, they buy her cakes like just to keep her happy because yeah. they feel bad for her. They feel bad for her. And like, yeah, the lawyer, he's like, yeah, that like is it? How many fucking pineapple Dude, ups? Dad, like, yeah, we didn't even talk. We're, we're, we're getting overboard here, but like the, 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 the husband, the first husband. Oh, the first husband, yeah. The first husband, the first husband's like, I thought that everything was fine. I didn't know what the hell yeah, was going was on. Like, People like, fight we were, sometimes, but like, yeah, but it's what like we makes, were, he, he's got that yeah. great. And it's earlier on in the movie and it really does drive home the absurdity of yeah. what's going on when he's just like, what he he like proposes the question like if you were to ask me what makes a 36 year old want to have an affair with a seventh grader i don't know like he's yeah. just like i don't understand yeah. why somebody like, would even do that i know it's wrong yeah. like we're not contemplating whether it's right or wrong we're contemplating just like what makes somebody do that right and exactly. it's just like and he's like and he's like and that's when i realized that i did not know her at all Mm -hmm. this 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 woman who i was married to and had children with and had a had a whole life and a whole marriage with i had no idea who she was like and it's just it's it's so it's 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 so so yes we get him we get her conversation with the lawyer who defended her i love how he's like yeah you know i'm a new york lawyer you know I defended some bad guys, <laughs> some bad guys in the day, but I never got on the front page of the New York Times. I come down to Zafana and I defend her and I'm on the front page of the New York mm-hmm. Times. And it's a good um, voice, by the way. Good job. Yeah, that's 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 the archive. That's the New York. Yeah, that's I know. The New York I know you voice. can pull it out sometimes. It's there. I've lived here a long time. <laughs> um, but he's like, yeah, and he's he's, you know, he's. He's very clear headed, too, about he's like, look. I defended her, um, but she's, she's cuckoo. Like she's, she lives in a world where she doesn't like, he, he was like, she did not understand that what she had done was wrong. She thought that what was wrong about what she did was she cheated on her husband. Yeah. She did not see that also it was pedophilia she was just yeah. like oh i had an affair oh no and but it's a misunderstanding you know whatever i have any people you know sometimes I, marriages don't I, work I out you need somebody like else whatever blah 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 and he's like she did not she he was like it was very like this romeo and juliet delusion that yeah. she had she was like he was like she thought she could just go to the judge and be like i fell out of love with my husband and fell in love with somebody else oops yeah and it's like but he's a child right and, and that's kind of like rounding out our conversation here. It's like that is like yeah. at the end of the day, the big reveal at the end, what we learn throughout the movie, you know, removing Joe, removing Elizabeth, like really kind of focusing in on Gracie is like this, this, this predator that, you know, like presents themselves as like, I didn't know that I was killing the fox. Yeah. And like, there's that scene where she like literally goes out into the woods to shoot a fox. Yeah. And like, looks at the fox, the fox, the fox. And like, she, it, 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 it's, and it's, 
I think that that's the thing that provokes people so much because they never fully have her character or any other character, maybe outside of her son, that kind of just like acts like a fucking doofus and is just like, yeah, this shit fucked up my, up my life. Anyway, I'm going to go sing Margaritaville up there. I'll be back in a bit. Um, yeah. It never... I think what pisses a lot of people off with the dark comedy of it all and the lightness of it all, Julianne Moore's character is never brought to court in the sense no. of what the no. movie is doing. Not like little court, obviously, but, no, she but she's is not never held brought into she's never brought to a point where confess what you have done. Yeah. Explain and yourself. Explain. Her explanation I is mean, I didn't do anything wrong. Because why would I say I did anything wrong? It's yeah, been I, it's been over 20 years. Why would I tell somebody years. I did something wrong? Exactly. It's been over 20 years and I fell in love with somebody else. And I mean, like, that's her rationalization is like, I was married to somebody and I fell in love with somebody else. Oops. Yeah. You know, but it I happens. Think that's, and, you know, I think like, that's, that's the thing that pisses a lot of people off with the, with like the lightness of, the light tone yeah, of the movie, the dark never, comedy, because like she never, there's, there's she no. She never acknowledges that yeah. she did anything wrong because, but, but, but I don't think she believes she did anything wrong. No, not at all. She like, does that's, not believe that's, she did anything like wrong. That's like the odd, like <clears throat> naivete that she has is that like, she's fucking nuts and actually doesn't understand that what she did was wrong, but because she got away with it. And she's a predator and knows how to manipulate people. But it's but 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 also okay. So what we're saying, she doesn't know that she did anything wrong. But at the same time, we learn in Natalie Portman's um, monologue performance of the letter yep. that Joe gave her. In the letter, she writes, "Please burn this uh, because uh, I could I could get in trouble." Uh, she acknowledges several times, you know, oh, this is a very complicated situation we're in. Yeah, and no, no. She knows I, you know, at like, the time that it's happening. She knows at the time that it's happening it's that it's yeah. wrong. But then, in order to justify continuing the relationship and having the fantasy, she, she already got she, away with it. Like, why yeah. would she be like, "Yeah, but he's thirty six now. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Shut up. Yeah, I went exactly. to prison. I did my time." Yeah. I got a bunch of money from like writing a book and being interviewed and stuff like that. That's why we live right. in this glorious mansion and I make right. cakes for no one. For, yeah, exactly. And my husband is an x-ray technician. At first I was like, how do they afford this house? Like, oh, he's a doctor. And then you find out he's an x-ray technician. Yeah. You're like, wait, what? How do they what? do this? <laughs> They're sending like five kids to college yeah living in this like gigantic house and you're like oh they made millions off of this story oh she, yeah she she made, made millions, millions off of that yeah, story absolutely and then so okay we got to talk about georgie we, we're we're talking about we have to talk about georgie but we also have to start wrapping up we're getting we're getting in there I know, we're I getting know. in but i feel like i feel like but i feel like georgie is a is he drives very, very some important. things yeah. that allow the film to conclude the way it does. Yeah. So if, Charles yeah, Melton, if Charles Melton wasn't as good as he is in this movie, that would be Georgie's character would be like the best supporting oh, yeah. actor. Like yeah. kind of like Absolutely. Did you guys like check out that little motherfucker in that movie? He's great. Yeah, he's really good. I love how we first meet him. He's like he's singing in the shitty bar band, and then he realizes that 
Elizabeth is in the restaurant and he just crashes her meeting with the lawyer. Hell yeah. And he's just like, and everything about him is like, he, you can see that he is just trying to destabilize her. Oh, he was uh, in Carol. <clears throat> he what? Who was he in Carol? The actor, he was in Carol. He played Tommy Tucker. Not a name that's popping out to me, but he's got a last yeah. name. He must have been something. Okay. Interesting. But it's like, yeah, Six he's bills. he was great. Okay. He comes in and he's he's just like he sits down. He pulls the chair up. He starts eating her cornbread. He starts drinking her water, and he's just like, yeah, she's fucked up. He's a taker. Figure out how fuck. Yeah, he's like, do you, you figure out how fucked up she is? And she's just she's, you know, she's still at that point. Elizabeth's trying to still play up the. Oh no, I'm just trying to hear to make sure to tell that I tell the story accurately. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this this story is fucked, and it ruined my life, and I am, you know, a fucked up person because of what happened, and it's completely fucked up, and she is crazy. And then again, it's bookended by the scene at the, the after the restaurant, where he's outside smoking a cigarette, talking, to her, and he's like, "So have you figured out her issue?" And mm-hmm. I think it's because she, I think it's because her brothers molested her. Uh, and he's like, I, I don't know. She's fucking crazy. Well, what can I tell you? She's fucking crazy. My mother is fucking crazy. She's not well. She's not right in the head. And he's basically like, he's, it's like in, in these moments when he's talking to her, it's like, he's trying to puncture, like Elizabeth's coming in here trying to be like, oh, I'm, I'm making art and I'm trying to play this character and get really into her. And he's like, there's not a whole lot there, yeah. lady. My but, mom is not that, well. There's that, She's not that well. great double divide of like where, you know, Todd Haynes and the writer, like, God bless him, are like, we haven't even talked about the writer, actually. I'm going to mention that in a second because the writer mm. is insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. The writer, uh, this is like the first movie that they've written. Um, oh, wow. And okay. they're primarily they've written some short films. Uh, Sammy Birch is uh, her name. And uh, she's mainly a casting director that like mainly did like the Hunger Games and stuff like that for like local casting and stuff. Just wrote a screenplay and uh, Todd Haynes picked it up. So anybody listening, follow your dreams. It's fine. <laughs> Just keep going. Just keep keep pressing on. Um uh, but he like that. That's the same thing that like that that Todd Haynes and the writing is like communicating is which part of that do you believe? Do you believe right. his part where he is like my mom is insane and what you're doing is not going to matter? By the way, how much money can I get out of this if I don't say something? Blah blah blah. And right. then the last line that like she says where it's like I hope that you didn't believe. You know, yeah. that whole brother thing. I, it's disgusting. Her, yeah. You're like, I don't know which one to believe right now. Yeah. And that's and goes, Natalie and Portman says, realizing, like, I have been being manipulated this whole fucking yeah. time that, that by was, everybody that was, other than Charles Melton, who is right. a saint and a good yes. boy. He's a good boy. He's, <laughs> he's, he's a just good boy. trying to exist in his wackadoo life. Do you believe when Gracie says, I talk to Georgie every day, do you believe her? No, That's I think of, no. I think that she's I lying. Think, I, I, think I think that she's so lying too. there. I think that everything that uh, I also think that everything that Georgie said is bullshit. Oh I, yeah, no, he's I, just I think trying that, to. That he is the one that is the closest to his mother and is like, I want to try to control the situation. He's just not as good at it. 
Yeah. He wants to outwardly influence with words, whereas, you know, Gracie's just like, I'm just going to give you a little thing and that's going to stick in your head for like a day and mm-hmm. I'm going to let that infest. It's all about yeah. predators. People yeah. that are out for something to get something from someone else. I, I While we're talking about... Um, the children in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did want to point out also another character. She comes in very late. She only has a couple of scenes. Honor, the older daughter, there's the twins who are graduating, and then their older sister who's off at college and comes back for graduation. And she kind of, she's not like, she's not like fucked up the way Georgie is. But she's mean. But, she, but she's mean and she sees... <laughs> things she, or she's or she's willing she, she, to say yes, what she sees fantastic you are very she also sees things she's she's mean in the same way that julianne moore is mean like when her daughter is like trying on dresses oh yeah and she's like oh i think it's just it's it's so like, great you really that you're wanna like put your yeah you're it's she's like it's she's so like, great I think that you so want to show your like, arms, arms like that kind yeah. of thing and you're like, like i was i yeah and it, yeah exactly you exactly. want to reach into the screen exactly. and grab julia and then that gets yeah. that gets bookended by the graduation dinner scene when honor's like so did you get did you get mary a scale for uh-huh. graduation present because that's what you got me yep. there's like this weird thread about thing. like body image issues and control and controlling appear but 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 like but you know whereas the twins as they're characterized like they're they seem like you know like for all intents and purposes as normal as they can be they are yeah. normal high school kids about to graduate they smoke weed they smoke weed charlie the 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 son the 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 boy twin mm-hmm. he's so sweet he's to super his dad. nice he's extru- he's like ex- that whole scene you're, with you're like, them, with yeah, him on like the roof so He's so he's sweet like, with his dad. When, when Charles, uh, when Joe tells him like, uh, "Oh, I've never done that before," he's like, "What?" Yeah, he's like, "That's insane, Dad." That's I'm insane. Like, You're and then 36 he's like, years old. What yeah. are you talking about? And then he's like, "Let me try it." And he's like, "You don't don't feel like obligated." Yeah, he's like actually <laughs> trying to protect his dad, and he's like, yeah. "No, no, 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 yeah. no." Yeah, I mean, that's what makes that scene so beautiful, but, but it's also. also like, Sad, but also it's, funny because it's like this reversal of like, it's this, that's exactly. usually a scene that you would see happen with like a dad and his son, like reverse. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, the son's exactly. never had weed before. He's yeah. never had, no, that, he's never had weed. <laughs> no, and that, 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 that line where he says, I don't know if we're connecting or if I'm making a bad memory for you. And mm-hmm. his son goes, no, 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 we're connecting. We're connecting. Like mm-hmm. you can see like. He's protecting him, like, yeah. He's protecting him. Even and, when he almost can... uh, falls off the roof, like, he kind of protects yeah. him. He's like, no, 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 we're good. Yeah, he's we're, like, we're, we're good, gonna, we're fine, we're gonna, it's we'll, all good. We'll meet you out front in a couple, don't worry, yeah. Yeah, but he's like, you can see, you see in that moment, like, okay, Charlie is like his father. He's just a nice, sweet, kind human being. Mm. And then, uh, you know, like, Poor Mary. We don't really get a read on her, except she's trying on dresses, and her mom makes her feel shitty in the in the dressing room about it. And then we meet Honor, comes floating in at the end, and you're like, "Oh, Honor is Julianne Moore's daughter. Like mm-hmm. she she's like her mom. She's gonna say the mean things, but it's not coming from a place of naivete. It's coming from a place of like, yeah, I see what's going on here, and I am going to." say what's going on here mm-hmm. and i'm gonna i don't care if i'm making everybody uncomfortable because like this shit is fucked up 
It's fucked up. I mean, there's a random. She's yeah. the same thing as Georgie. It's like my mom's crazy. Yeah, exactly. My mom's exactly. nuts, and yeah. I'm nuts too because she raised me. Yeah. So. Yeah, but she's a little like she's a little more even keeled than Georgie. I think Georgie's. Oh well, very, yeah, because Georgie's, like, Georgie's also got like, like the whole weight of everything else that happened. Yeah. 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 You know, but there's like, I, I, you know, and the, and the, again, also that scene in the restaurant when when her ex-husband and the first. That, that, the best. Yeah. So when they all come in and it's like, oh, hi, mom. Oh, grandma. Oh, we're all going to be at graduation tomorrow. And Julia, like Gracie is just like, oh, yeah, this is just like a normal situation where we're um blended families what's she gonna do like oh this mm-hmm. is so great everyone's graduating she's insane tomorrow. she's like a sociopath yeah. it's like, and it's oh, like and then, uh, isn't this yeah, great and then it's like, yeah. exactly and it's like no it's very weird that your children are graduating along with your grandchildren it's very weird that Georgie was in the same class as Joe it's very weird mm-hmm. like this is a weird moment you know and then Georgie you know Georgie makes the comment like, "Yeah, we're going to be in the in the in the back of the restaurant. That's where they put the old families, the former family. What was I don't know the like the, yeah the, yeah yeah yeah. And it's just like you know, we so we've got we've got Honor and Georgie who are just like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stick the needle in and uh, I don't care because shit's fucked up. Our life's fucked up. This is a fucked yeah. up life we live. They can tell. They know that their mom is <laughs> yeah is not, not great." Yeah, yeah, and uh, like they act like a little uh, sociopathic and out of line uh, to really just try and yeah burn her at any chance that they get. Yeah. But then also at the same time, she's got that line at the end where she's like, "It's the gut thing, the whole brother thing." You know that yeah. you didn't believe that, right? And yeah. it's like, I don't know what the fuck's... And, like, it's not so yeah. much about, like, what we believe at that point. It's now Natalie Portman being like, wait, what? Yeah. Wait, wait, is your yeah. whole it's family like, fucked up? And I've just been, yeah. wait, what? It's like, it's like up until that point, she was convinced that she had figured everybody out. She knew who everybody's number was. She was like, okay, I know, oh, yeah. I know yeah. who Grace She thought is. she was in control. I know who Joe is. Yeah. I figured it out. I fucked Joe. Now I know what it's like to fuck Joe. And I it's planted an idea, yeah, planted an idea in his head that maybe he can go reinvent himself after all this shit is over because it's fucked. And then she has this destabilizing conversation with Gracie where she's like, "I have no fucking idea what I just experienced. I don't know anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know." I and then I she knew. goes on set and she doesn't and know how to say, uh, "She's not that kind of thick." Yeah. And, and then what is, again, like the, the very last line of the film where she's like, can we do it again? It's starting again. to feel, it's starting to feel, um, real. it's starting to feel real. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, creepy. Well, Rhea, do you like uh, May, yeah. December more now that we talked about it? I do. Yeah. I think you I do, do. don't you? I, I think it's I do. It's a good fucking movie. It's pretty cool. Take away the super fucking weird, music. Super Take weird. Take away the music. I mean, Take no, the music's the music. so much fun. The suit. I know, but it's just everything it's that we talked like, about now, like how darkly comic it all is. Like the music now yeah. punctuates that a little bit better. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. Give I, yourself I, a couple yeah. months, and then you know what? Go back and and, and wake up and at want, six a.m. Yeah. in the morning. 
Nussle up in your favorite blanket and turn on May, December volume all the way up and just, you know, embrace it and take it in. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I did read uh, just as we're bagging on the music that the the music is actually an adaptation of the score of another movie Mm -hmm. that is about. I I read a little bit about it. I didn't get too I didn't want to get too far into the weeds, but I guess the sure. the, the the score is based on the score of a French film, yes. I wanna say. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is I don't really know the specifics about, myself. I remember reading I something like that too. And I don't think it's about a uh I don't think it's about a relationship, like a predatory relationship, but it's like a movie about somebody who is witnessing yeah. a relationship um, between some between a couple with a big age gap, but there's not like a pedophilia thing. I to mean, it. yeah, it's like that's like, the other thing too. Like, why is it called mm-hmm. May December? I think that's a tongue in cheek title. Why is it called that? <laughs> why is it called May December? <laughs> why? I mean, is that a, is that is that like an honest question? No, not at all. I just okay. heard people I like, like asking that. And I was like, like, "Are you guys not familiar the, with the term May December?" Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and yeah, that I had became a, moment, a thing where I was like, "Oh wait, I had a moment where right. I was like, that's kind of a like, weird he, like term to lose, know." I guess I was, like, yeah. I was like, "Did he lose his mind again?" No, I mean, yeah, I mean, but, but it's like it's but it's tongue in cheek because like yeah, May December relationships obviously like oh, there's a big old age gap, whatever, blah blah blah. But then like. It's tongue in cheek in this situation because it's not just a relationship with a big. It would be like a May December relationship if Gracie had met Joe last week, and yes. he was thirty six and she was fifty six, and they were like, "Hey, we're mm-hmm. we, we're feeling it." It's not. It's not a May December relationship if it starts when the one of the people in the relationship <laughs> was a literal child, like you know. So mm-hmm. obviously. Obviously, that's tongue in cheek. I thought are like people, Gracie's people, last name was May and Elizabeth's last name was December. Are people really asking that question? Buddy, yeah. I'm getting into the point now where it's like, well, this sounds like I'm like knocking people that don't know the term May, December, which some people don't. Some people don't. It's yeah, fine. But, but you can. May, December like, is not as like. It's not. It, it's not a. a like a euphemism that's like used all the fucking it's, time. It's not like the it, movie. It, it's it's a it's a slightly more like kind of like out there term. Like it's it's well yeah, known it's like to a, me. It, like yeah, other it's, people well, are just yeah, like I have no idea yeah. what that means. It's it's like it's like a kind of a a genteel idiom for an age gap relation. I mean, like it's not like the yeah. movie's called Robin the Cradle. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, that's what it's going for, and people would right. like that's more of a euphemism that they could have used. Yeah, right. But, but it, then that it's would it's not that just would, like you know, like but you that's know, putting too much of a, pin a broken on it. clock is yeah. right twice a day, like kind of yeah. thing. It's not that. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I mean, like I think the t- actually, the title is one of the things that I really quite like about the movie i was like that's uh, a that's a tongue-in-cheek title significant yeah yeah um well ria thank you so much for joining me today yeah no and thank you for talking this out with me and helping me realize that i don't hate this movie great i mostly like it 
and mostly liking something is better than not understanding if you like it or not so that's good no and then and and i'm going to take your advice i'm going to wait several months and then Mm -hmm. i'm going to turn back on again and see at 6 a.m in the morning 6 a.m in the morning Mm -hmm. with the blanket let me know when you plan on doing that i can live watch it with you and we'll text awesome yes yeah we'll do it and i'll be like that music that music i was wrong that music is you're, you're that, not that, i don't think you're going to be swayed on the music i i think you'll understand <laughs> not understand you you'll uh i think you'll enjoy the music a little bit more the next time but it's still going to do the same thing that it did to you the first time that's what yeah. it's going to do every time yeah um yeah and thank you guys so much for listening uh, again storyscreenpresents.com has all of our podcasts our articles our reviews and you can sign up for our patreon and uh hope you guys also enjoyed may december and we've got a bunch of our best of the year lists coming on up right now we are on january we're recording this on january 5th so we have five more days until our cutoff on um our best of list so i have 11 more movies that i need to watch this year do you know uh i got my letterboxd uh wrapped and uh, mm-hmm. I watched 378 movies. What? In 2023. And what are these 11 that you That's still haven't seen? That's not even true, too, because I haven't logged, like, about... Uh, let, me, let me check what I still have to log. I have... Ooh, do, 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 I have eight movies that I still haven't logged. Four of which I definitely watched last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I'm kicking ass, dude. You've got 11 movies that you still have to watch? 11 movies that I still have to watch. I have to watch Ferrari. I have to watch Mm. The Zone of Interest. These are the two big ones. These are two big movies that are in theaters that I have to catch. Mm -hmm. Uh, Movies that I'm super psyched to watch on streaming. Four Daughters. An amazing looking documentary. You should watch the trailer for that, Bria. The trailer Mm. alone is going to make you cry and you will want to watch the movie. I haven't seen it yet, but I hear it's great. Four Daughters. Four dollars, uh, okay. A Fire, Amanda, The Delinquents, Lola, The Teacher's Lounge, A Thousand and One, Fremont, and The Starling Girl. These are movies that have been recommended to me by people that have seen them. They're like, really good. You're going to like them. I have cut cool. off all the other movies that I really want to watch. Like, I still got to watch Cassandro, Pacification, Baby Ruby. I got so many movies that I still got to watch from this year, but I did pretty good. So I, the yeah, I, the corner of upstate New York where I live, uh, we are closer to Vermont than we are to anything else mm-hmm. in New York. I call it. I, we might as well. I call. Uh, I live in almost Vermont, New York. Um, closest movie theater to me is in Bennington, Vermont. They don't, and they're tiny. They're t- a tiny theater, not an independent theater, just like a little tiny tiny movie theater mm-hmm. like the one in New, New Paltz or whatever um, and they don't get all of the movies that are in distribution or if they do they have them for like four days and mm-hmm. so it's like I have like a brief window if I want to see something so like sounds neat it's 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 you gotta you gotta time it right yeah you, you gotta know, so get like it I right. saw yeah. I saw Guardians of the Galaxy part three in the theater volume and that's three. good yeah. like, you volume oh volume three <laughs> Um, and I feel like that was, that was a movie that needed to be seen in the theater. Sure. A movie I wanted to see in the theater and just, just scheduling, just life got in the way. Oppenheimer. Hey baby. 
I saw it finally. I saw it finally when it got on, got put on Prime. And I watched it on my, like, my home theater setup, which was fine. But, like, damn, I wish I'd seen that movie in IMAX. Heck of a movie. Fucking hell. Hey, and you that's, know, I... You know I, what, Rhea? I'll, One day when I own a theater again... Mm-hmm. You know, we'll just do, like, a private screening of Oppenheimer on a big screen. And we'll that eat pizza be, and chicken tenders and drink a lot of be, wine. That would be lovely. Mm-hmm. I love that. We could also watch like a bunch of James Bond movies too. We could too. Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you guys again so much for listening and uh, we'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace.